friends. There is so much for us to discuss. But first off, thank you for coming on. We are very happy to have you. No, thank you for having me here. I'm really excited. Of course, absolutely. Well, we have to begin with this campaign. Congratulations. Tops is such an iconic brand, obviously now a part of the prominent Fanatics family. And you are the 2023 Series 1 cover star. So what does something like this mean for your career? Such a big moment. Uh, I mean, it means a lot because I feel, I just rem- I just remember when I was a kid back in the DR, um, I always wanted cards. Like, I never really thought that it was going to be possible for me to like be on a card. And for me to be on the cover of the top Series 1 is definitely, it means a lot to me because just thinking back there, like how I was as a kid, like now, like how far I have come, uh, it's pretty cool. So for somebody who maybe doesn't understand just how big collectibles are in the baseball community, why do cards mean so much to baseball fans and to baseball players? Um, I just feel like you always see it as a kid. I feel like coming up, I remember I, I used to always see them and it's kind of having like a part of the player that you look up to or all your favorite players. So I feel like that's kind of what it means. It's going to have mm-hmm. like that little part of somebody that you look up to or that, that you basically root for. Definitely. Okay, when you were growing up, did you collect any baseball cards? Uh, unfortunately not. I just I just had this one baseball card from Pedro when he was in the Mets. And that was the only card. Yeah, that was the only card that I used to, that I used to have, I remember. I don't remember how it got to my house, but... That's the only one I I own. Yeah, but it was probably so special because you had this one card and you just knew what it meant to you, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It was really special to me. And that's why I said, like, I I used to see Pedro on those cards and I would have never thought that a kid from Loma de Cabrera, me, that I would have been on a card. And like, just to be like the face of, of the product right now, it's just, it's very special. I love that. Well, you deserve it. Tops sent me a bunch of your card packs. I opened some and we're gonna play a little game, okay? Okay, perfect. I'm gonna give you three clues and you're gonna guess the player that's on the card, okay? Oh my. (laughs) But if you know it after the first or second clue, you can just tell me the answer. But if you need all three clues, we can do that. Okay. Are you ready? I mean, I hope. Okay. This is a current player whose dad played in MLB. He led the National League in home runs in 2021. And he has been on the cover of MLB The Show previously. The National 2021, you said? Uh-huh. And his dad played in MLB. And, and, he uh, also has a huge personality. He led the NL home runs in 2021. Tatis? Uh-huh. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, that was, the, that was the only one. That's the only <laughs> one that I was like in my head. All right, you got that one. Yeah. All right, you ready for your next one? Yeah, let me see what you got for me. Okay, three-time National League MVP, member of the 3,000 Hit Club, fourth all-time in home runs. What team did he even play for? He was a machine. Uh-huh. What team did he play for? I'll give you a clue. The team okay. that he's really known for playing for, there is an arch in the city. Oh, Albert Pujols? 
Ding, 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 ding. All right, you've got it. Okay, let's do, let's do one more. This player, first mm -hmm. round pick by the Marlins in 2010, hit for the cycle three times, won National League MVP in 2018. Oh, that's Christian Jelic. Look at this. You're good at this game. Okay, oh. do you want to do one? Do you want to do one more? Or are you good with three? I mean, I'm good with three, but I always got one more. Okay, we always got one more. Let's do it. Let's see how good you are. Okay, final right, one. Hopefully, I don't damage yeah, my record like, oh, right now. Yeah, you're like, the fourth one the tricky one? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I bet this is going to be the hardest one for me for talking. We'll see. Let's see if you can back it up. Okay, pitched at UCLA. Oh, my has God. Has pitched for three different teams. Currently the third highest paid pitcher in MLB. The third. The third highest. And when people think of him, a lot of people think of the place and the city that I'm in right now. Jacob DeGrom? No. Uh... Garrett Cole? Yes. Let's Woo! go. Yeah, you went four for four. I'll take Perfect. it. I love it. Okay, so I have these other two packs. I'm not going to open them now because I want to mm -hmm. keep one to collect for myself. But then I'm Ooh. just curious what's in, what's in the other one. So I'll let you know who else we have. But there were some good players in the yeah, packs really that we good, Really good players. All of them. Yeah. No, I love it. Okay, what five players would you have in your dream tops pack? In my dream tops pack, I mean, you gotta throw guys guys like Mike Trout in it. You know, like Mike Trout, like nice Mike Trout, five of five rookie card. Uh, uh, let me see, one from one Soto. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good one, I would say. Who else? Let me see. Who else? Mm, I want like one Mookie Betts. Oh, good choice. Yeah, one. He's one of my favorite players too. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? I would like to. This have is a one. good pack so far. Tell yeah. Me would, uh, how many more I need? Two more. Two more. I'm gonna throw one from Pedro just to kind of. For the, the memories from that card, yeah. just to see if we can get something nice from Pedro. And one for myself. Why not? I love I would, that. Yeah, I would, get one. I, would, I, would, I would love some of my rookie cards. Yeah, I think if somebody got that pack, they would be incredibly pleased <laughs> to have all of those uh, heavy hitters and one tops pack. Uh, one thing that you talk about a lot, of course, is growing up in the Dominican Republic, what that meant to your life, obviously, and your career. But what is your earliest baseball memory? My earliest baseball memory is playing baseball with my dad with a stick and he's throwing me tennis ball. That's literally all I can remember in the back of the in the, in the back of my house, in the backyard. That's I love that's that. my earliest memory of baseball. And he was the one that showed me the game. He was the one that basically showed me the love for the game, the passion about it. So yeah, that's my memory. That's so great. So what do you think is the biggest thing that you took from your dad when it comes to playing on the field? Uh, just play with heart. Play with heart, play with passion. And, like, doesn't matter if you have a bad day. Like, they are going to come because baseball is just so hard. Like, in baseball, you're not going to go, like, 10 for 10 all the time and things like that. So uh, there's definitely struggles, but I feel like 
I always enjoy it. I always love the game. I always have passion for it and do it the right way. I feel like that was the biggest thing I took from my dad. For sure. So I was watching your uh, speech for AL Rookie of the Year. It was great. But in it, you mentioned that you have always had a lot of questions and you would always ask players and they were always so gracious, giving you their time, giving you their answers. And the player that you mentioned was Aaron Judge. What are some of the questions that you have asked Aaron Judge and what have his answers been? Uh, I feel like we talk, we talk definitely baseball and approach and all that. And I don't want to give that away, but I also talk to him like how the, how does he do it? How does he handle like, uh, the pressure, just being basically the kid in New York and like all the stuff, you know, like how does this handle himself? And it would just basically just keep being you. Keep being yourself and never lose yourself. That's, and that's basically what he told me, like short words, basically. And I really took that from me, like, to heart. Like, I got to talk to him in that ceremony there, and it was pretty good to see him again. So keeping you, keeping yourself, those are certainly wise words from Aaron Judge. But how have you handled that pressure as well? It feels like your life has moved really quickly. You're just this sensation in baseball now. How have you handled that? Uh, it's just the same. The same like that. I feel like it was it was good hearing that from him, like a guy that I've already been through it. And he just basically gave me reassurance that what I've been doing is right, you know, and just kind of staying on my lane, been doing my do, doing my thing, trying to get better, like work. It basically keep keep doing what got me here. That's basically what how I'm I'm approaching it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In that same speech, you said that people should never let somebody put limits on them. They should know that they can do whatever it is they set their mind out to do. Can you give me a moment that maybe somebody doubted you and you proved them wrong? Uh, I feel like when I was coming up through the minors, I feel like there's a lot of people, like everybody pretty much, they always had that stamp on me that I wasn't going to be able to run or I wasn't going to be able to play in center field or things like that, that I was going to be at most a good right fielder because I wasn't going to get thick. Even whenever I first signed, oh, he's going to get chubby. Whenever he's like 20-something or like 21, oh, he's gonna, he just go, he, he just have a bat. He doesn't play defense very well and things like that. And I feel like I'm not going to be whoever you want to be. I know what I got inside of me. I know all the work that I've been putting in. I know all that. You don't know that. You're not next to me every every day whenever I'm working. And I feel like... All those, all those, all those things coming up through the minors. That's the label that people had on me. I was like, okay, like whenever I have the time, you guys are all going to see. And I, did, I wasn't, I wasn't talking back on people. I wasn't saying, oh no, you're wrong for thinking like that. I was just out letting them. I feel like my only duty was to go out to the field and show, show them what, I, what I'm really capable of and who I really am. So that was kind of that I took. That was kind of something that I took from my experience. And I just encourage people to just go out there and do that. If, you're doing whatever, if you're playing baseball, basketball, soccer, football, uh, being a doctor or like whatever, like if you know you got your talent, if you know you have put in the work and you know you got it inside of you, don't let nobody take that away from you. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I, that's why I said it. And that's why I keep encouraging people on that. I love hearing that because you really have to be super strong mentally to hear all of these things that people are saying about you, soaking it in, but turning it around and knowing who you are and proving those people wrong. Did you always know that all of these things that you are now have always been inside of you? 
And if I say no, I will be lying. I feel like I was, I have always been working towards something and I feel like this is all, this is all part of that hard work. And I feel like we always had a vision and like, thank God and like all his blessings, like we are able to be here right now. And I just grateful for the people that are around me that they pushed me to be here and they believed in me. They were as in as I was with me. So, um, I'm, I feel really grateful for that. Well, I'm very glad that you've had that mindset because look uh, at all the places that it has taken you so far. And obviously, so much further to go. And this might be a bit of a loaded question, but when you think about your talent, what you have done so far, what you will be able to do, how good can you be? What's that ceiling? Uh, I mean, I don't know how good I can be. I just feel like I never really think about that. I feel like I always think of how good can I be today? Like how, like how good can I do this at the gym? How good can I do this in the cage? How good can I handle myself throughout the day? And I feel like that, that have helped me to kind of take out, take out a lot of pressure of like expectations for like far things. I feel like at the end of the day, if you do the right thing right now, it's going to take care for everything else and the rest. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how I approach it. Just one day at a time, you just kind of have fun with it and like enjoy where my feet are at. How good were you today? I was pretty good. I was pretty <laughs> good. I really, I really liked it. I really liked it. I, I feel like we got better today. Good. What are some markings for you to know, okay, today I got better. I improved. I put in the work that I needed to do in this moment. How do you know? Uh, I just feel like whenever I get really tired, whenever I don't have, like, whenever I don't have fuel inside of me, whenever I just feel my body so beat up that I'm just all sore and, like, my body's feeling it, I feel like that's when I know, like, okay, we're working. Because if you go to the gym and, like, whenever you're done, like, you feel good and you can walk straight and, like, you can do all that, it's like, I don't think you work the hardest you got. So I feel like whenever I feel my body just running empty and, like, getting so tired, or like getting dizzy, getting nauseous, and like all those things. I feel like that's whenever I hit my limit. And that's whenever I try to really keep pushing it a little bit. And like, I feel like that's when I know, okay, I think we got better today. Good. Pushing yourself to kind of that, that breaking point. That's how you know that you've done everything that you can in that moment. I love that. Yep. I'm going to adopt that. Okay, <laughs> so we have seen your rookie of the year season. What would an MVP season look like for you? I mean, it definitely has to be better because if you see the guys around the league, the way they play, they play an outstanding ball. So I just feel like it just has to be better. And I just keep got I got to keep pushing myself. And there is no other way around it. Mm-hmm. The way that to do an MVP season, we just got to be better than everybody else, basically. At the same time, I like to win. I like to win. I feel like I want to win with my team. And yeah, that's what it's all about. MVPs are cool, but I feel like winning are even more cool. Because you're doing it with your whole crew, basically. Yeah. And winning is the answer to all things, right? (laughs) And that also means that, you know, your team is clicking in the ways that it should, but it also means that every person is excelling at their role. And when you do that, all of those personal accolades just come along with that initial teamwork. Um, So that's it. That's an amazing way to look at it. So... When I was researching for this, obviously, I was looking at a lot of different articles. I know that you're only 22 years old, but there are so many pieces of work 
about whether or not you are going to be a Hall of Famer. And I'm like, okay, he's 22 years old <laughs> and we are putting all of this onto him. But obviously, you know, I think it's great because people see the promise and the talent that you have within yourself. But do you ever feel pressure or do you see it as opportunity or does it feel like a high expectation for people to have on you so young? How do you view it? I mean, I feel like having a Hall of Famer career, it just, like, it just means... It just means to me that you did everything right. That you did everything right on and off the field. And to be honest, to have people considering that I could be one of those people, it gets me excited, you know. It gets me more motive to keep working. It's like, man, that's a really good thought you had on me. And like, I, that if you were thinking that I could do that, maybe I can. So like, it gets me more, it gets me motivated to kind of keep on going and like keep on working hard, like putting the work in. It just kind of motivates me more. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. As it should. So speaking of, you became the fastest rookie in baseball history to record 25 home runs and 25 stolen bases. What does that say about your game? Uh, that I'm a little bit diverse and that I can do different things maybe on the field. <laughs> 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 he says humbly. <laughs> I mean, no, it's it's super impressive. And I just think that it's really great, especially as we talk about growing the game of baseball and getting, you know, the younger generation into it, for there to be such exciting and diverse and versatile players, that really helps in terms of people tuning in and wanting to really enjoy the game. And you are one of those people that's going to be the face of MLB. What does that mean to you? I mean... I don't really think about it so much about being like the face of MLB and all that. I feel like I was trying to like enjoy myself and try to like motivate people, motivate kids to like achieve who they want and like become who they want to become. To have people consider me the face of baseball or something like that, I mean, it is pretty cool. It's pretty cool, you know, but I don't really got like think about it so much. But if there's kids that are going to be seeing me, kids that are going to be getting motivated by like seeing me over there, I feel like I, I will always just try to do the best thing I can to keep giving them a good example. But if they're going to see me out there, I feel like they got to see me doing the right thing all the time. For sure. Okay, we have to talk about my favorite thing. That is the Home Run Derby. <laughs> I love the Home Run Derby. Okay, so we all saw you compete, put on a crazy show. I want to know about the preparation that goes into competing in that event because I'm sure it's pretty strenuous. Uh, I feel like it was a new event for me because I feel like I knew I could hit your home runs, but I've never gotten into a serious, serious Home Run Derby. Now, I have done it with my friends and all that, but... It was not like so serious like that. And I remember whenever I called the guy that threw me BP, his name is Frammy. It was, I got to take my card to him, but he was, he's, he's a man. He was just throwing perfect at the time. Uh, I remember whenever I called him, uh, it was, well, I was in Texas. And that was the first time I actually like practiced for him there with two, like with time and all that. And I remember it was pretty tiring. It was pretty tiring, but after like a few rounds, I kind of like got used to it and I like, just, just getting the reps on it, like, and just do it over and over and over. That's kind of like where the tricks in it. Just kind of how consistent can you really be, like, yeah. getting into your power. So, I mean, it was tough, but it was fun at the same time. So, I really, really enjoy it. So, was competing in it harder or easier than you thought? I had a lot of fun with it. I thought, it was, yeah. I mean, I don't, it's not that I felt like, 
I just feel like I just enjoyed it a lot. I don't think I didn't think it was hard. Like, I didn't think it was like something different that I what I have done before. It was a different stage for sure. But I feel mm-hmm. like in my head I was just I was hitting BP just trying to hit home runs. Like <laughs> yeah, that's kinda how I view it. And like people were there just to watch me do that. So Yeah. It yeah, also just fun. felt like a moment that so many so many people were introduced to you in a really <laughs> cool way. So I'm happy you did it. Okay. Is winning it a goal of yours? Are you considering doing it again? Tell us, are we gonna see you? Are we gonna see you in it? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't have, maybe? I don't, maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, Let's but, see how the ball goes. Okay, we'll see. But fingers crossed, because I think that we all wanna uh, see you do it again. Um, okay, I wanna talk about the Mariners a little bit. Obviously, have been in a playoff drought for 21 years prior to last season. But when did you know that you could help end that? I feel like. I want to say in the off season of 2021, that 2021, that's whenever when I was preparing myself and like kind of getting ready for a season, I feel like I was feeling that with this worry that I've been putting on and I feel like in the way that things are going, I feel like I'll, I will be able to like help the team. I was definitely looking for a chance, but in my head, I was like, okay, if I get the chance, like we got to win. We got to play to win the ball game. I got to give my 100% every time. And we got to go. We got to get there. And I just felt like throughout the time that I was preparing myself, that's whenever I had the motivation. Like, I was just thinking, okay, like, I think I can help this team win and I will try to do my best with it. So that was when you were like, we have something here and we can make it happen. Oh, no. And definitely, like, in our spring training. Like, in spring training, too, whenever all the guys, you see, like, all the guys and throughout the year, like, how everybody was involved, you kind of figure out themselves, like, finding their strength and all that. It was it was pretty cool to see like the whole team, like as a whole, the team evolving like day in, day out. They just kinda relying on each other and like trusting each other more. And, like kinda knowing that everybody that was there was committed to win. You're clearly a very positive person and a very headstrong person. What kind of motivator are you in the clubhouse? I mean, I feel like I'm the type of guy that I can't tell you something, but at the same time, I'm going to be right there with you doing the same thing. So I feel like I'm not going to tell something to somebody that I'm not going to be doing or like that I don't have experience with or because I don't want to like boast people around. I feel like if I tell you something because I care about you and I want to help you. And if I see something, I'm going to be straight up and tell you. And, but yeah, that's kind of the motivator I am. And I feel like it's always, it's better to tell somebody the truth because then it could become too late for that person to change it. And at the same time, we are all teammates and we are like basically striving for a goal. I want my teammates to be the best they can be, you know? And I feel mm-hmm. like that's me telling them the truth and actually like being there with them. Like if I, we got to work, we, we work together and like things like that. I feel like that's, that's the way I like motivating people just by telling them the truth and like showing them like, if I tell you, hey, you got to be at the gym, I'm going to be at the gym, do something different probably, but I'm going to be at the gym too. Yeah. So in the baseball world, who motivates you? I feel like a lot of guys, I feel like my teammates, uh, opposing players, like pretty much everybody I can find motivation into. Like if we play a game and we lose a series against any team, I feel like they motivate me to kind of be better for the next time we see, I see them to try to beat them and get the best, get the best out of the series, you know? So I feel like everybody, everybody, guys on my trial that he plays really good against us, unfortunately, and <laughs> things like that. So I feel like all of those guys motivate me. Everybody, pretty much. 
I love that. Okay, a couple more for you. Uh, Julio, as you know, I cover a lot of the NBA. I think that when we first met, we were talking about that some. Are you a big NBA fan? I do enjoy watching the NBA. Okay, who are some of your favorite players? Oh, definitely guys like LeBron, Kyrie, KD. Oh, so many. Stephen Curry. Oh, so many of them. I really enjoy watching NBA games. Seattle already has such a vibrant sports scene, but if they brought back the Seattle Supersonics, that city would go crazy. I mean, you gotta you gotta start the campaign to bring them back, Julio. I, mean, I will hope. I will hope. <laughs> I feel like it would be pretty cool because I feel like the, the sports in the city is just growing. So for sure, yeah, for it's sure. growing a lot. So it would be good if we have the Supersonics back over there. Yeah, you guys have very strong men's sports and strong women's sports. So I, I love visiting Seattle. Um, I do want to talk about the World Baseball Classic because there's so much talent on Dominican Republic's team. Just how stacked is that roster? I just got to say, we got a pretty good team. You know, we got a pretty good team. I know those guys are going to be ready to compete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how does it kind of change and up that passion, you know, when you're playing for the DR? It's just different. You're playing for everything you represent, like everything you can possibly represent, everything that made who you are. All the people back home, everybody that was in the neighborhood with you, like your friend, like friends, families, people that you know. I feel like you're representing all, all of them. So I feel like that's why it's a little bit different whenever you're playing for your country. You have the emotion that you're just wearing that flag basically on your shoulder. It's, it's a different feeling. I love it. I'm excited to watch all of you um, in that classic. Okay, last one for you. For me, at least, one of the best parts of watching you play is that it is so clear that you are having fun out there. What joy has baseball brought to your life? Uh, I feel like a lot of different types of joys. I feel like my family is in a better place because of that. I feel like I'm doing what I basically my dad taught me since I was a kid. Like, I'm able to just play the game that I love, the game that was introduced to me when I was a kid, and just being able to do the, the whole, basically, my throughout my whole career. So I feel like I just love being able to play the game, love being able to provide for my family, my family basically watching the same kid just going out there to the field, and just, they just, they just watch me on the TV now. So I feel like I really, I really enjoy that they get to watch me play, my family back home, everybody. So it's definitely, I definitely enjoy it. Good. What life lessons has baseball taught you? Um, I want to say that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're up or if you're so down. You always got to stay neutral. I feel mm-hmm. like that doesn't matter what life throws at you. As I was talking earlier, I feel like baseball is really hard. You're always going to be struggling. You're always going to, something bad is happening. So you always got to stay calm. You always got to, be able to analyze and like think things through properly. So you you cannot be feeling so up or feeling so down whenever you're taking decisions like that. So I feel like that's something that basically really taught me to kind of be be always like on that same wavelength and not always be too high or too low. And I was gonna enjoy everything and uh just keep moving forward. I love that. Never too high, never too low, just Stay the course. Well, before we started this interview, we asked if Julio was ready. He said he was born ready, and I think he might be right. Congrats um, on this campaign. So Uh, cool. I love it. And thank you so much for joining the show. It was beautiful to see you. No, thank you. Good to see you, too.